Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Thriving Lives podcast, our, our weekly Zoom call. Today's topic is talking about finding our staples. We kind of talked about, um, Chrissy, your comments and stuff down here and it throw me all off. How do you know, <laughs> Maddie? Oh, we did. taught together. That's right. That's right. <laughs> did you know Krista was in here? Uh, I saw her name. I was looking at the oh. participants. I was just about to say yeah. hi. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Chris is over here throwing me off already with her comments in the chat, but I appreciate it. It's cool to see. It's always cool to see, you know, different people that already know each other in the group. But um, anywho, what was I talking about, Renee? Help me out here. A little scatterbrain today. Staples. 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 Things that we about. do daily. Mine yes. are kind of daily. I think yeah. you have some that are weekly. Or yeah. Cool yeah. Or weekly at one time. Yeah. So, so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about finding our staples when it comes to our food, like our go-to meals, our go-to snacks on hand. This is kind of an extension of that, but looking not just at nutrition, but you know, what are our, our normal controllables? You know, I, I think I talk about that exact topic more than anything um, through check-ins through, you know, the zoom call and things of that nature. So um, controlling the controllables. And so that comes back to what are our staples um, and your staples should kind of evolve over time. So if you're very, very new into to starting, you know, lifestyle changes, you're going to have a couple staples. And then over the course of time, once you've been doing this long enough and things are, you know, have turned into actual full-blown habits for yourself and they be, they become easy, then it's easy to add on more and more and more of those staples. So Renee, I know you already had a little list that we were going to talk about ahead of the Zoom call, mm-hmm. kind of go over what your current staples are and maybe how that list has also evolved over the course of time. Yeah, so my list has, this is my list as of right now, and I would say, yeah, it definitely can change over time, Um, but uh, the things I want to get in daily, regardless if I'm having the absolute best day of my life or if I'm having the absolute worst day of my life, these are the things that I want to get in. Um, So first one is going to be movement of some type, some type, some type. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And either on my worst day, that may only be 10 minutes of a walk or that may be 10 minutes of stretching, but it's something to honor my body, to move my body. On the best day for me, that looks like strength training. That looks like a walk, kind of a combination of um, all the above. Yeah. And then the other thing that gets done regardless every single day is mindset work. So ways I can reflect upon my day, reflect upon my attitude, reflect upon um, just my growth in general. And I'm mainly an introvert. And so I have some extroverted qualities, but... I'm sure you love Zoom calls and talking on them. I know. (laughs) So mainly that mindset work done is alone time for me. Um, Sometimes that's journaling. Sometimes that's just sitting there reflecting. Um... But you spend a little bit of time each day in thought and reflection. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's good. And then the next couple for me are kind of a combination of protein intake. Ideally, I would strive to get 130 grams of protein a day on my worst days. On my absolute worst days, it's probably more so like 80 to 100 grams, which I don't love, but still a high enough number. Um, on my best days, that's my protein intake is like 150 to 160 grams. Um, and all of my intake for my food, I want to be nutrient dense foods. So that means even on my worst days, I'm not 
just picking the foods that are absolute shitty for me. Um, and if you're new here, I have a lot of dietary restrictions, so I physically can't just intake in like the shitty yeah. processed foods. Um, but the reason I have this on my staples as nutrient dense foods is because that's how I feel best. So I know I want to put into my body what's going to make me feel best. Um, and then another in, another staple I have is water intake of at least 80 ounces on my worst day. On my best day, that intake is going to be at least 128 ounces of water. Um, and then the other thing is just listening to my body. So it, like yesterday I was at the gym and I was trying to do arm and shoulder day and I just was not was not in the mood couldn't do it so I just stopped and went and walked on the treadmill for the rest of the time I had before I had to go to work yeah. um, and in that time it's not me just quitting because I don't want to lift because I love so lifting body, yeah. um, it just is me I was getting frustrated I wasn't in the mood and so that's when I just went and walked so those are kind of my staples um, like I said those things are going to happen every day on the best days. Those things are going to be above and beyond, but yeah. on the worst days, they're going to be no less than those yeah. things. Those, those, yeah. Then, then those basics. That's good. That's yeah. good. So, so when you first, you know, um, when you first started making lifestyle changes, things of that nature, did you start with all those things? I know we, we kind of talked about it before you were actually able to kind of be that person that does like a 180 flip in lifestyle and intentions and all that good stuff. Is that kind of how, you know, did you have that, that staple list then, or is that something that's kind of evolved over the course of time? No, this has definitely evolved. I would say at one point when I first started my journey, I would say that these things were weekly staples, like at least weekly, I wanted to get in mindset work at least weekly. I wanted to get in movement, maybe three times, maybe a couple um, of days of water. Yeah, I was kind of I don't I won't I wouldn't say I was very focused on water intake at that time yeah. either. Yeah. Um when I first started, I would say my one staple was my green supplement. That's what like, I was yeah. like, all right, doing this every single day. Yeah. Um, and so definitely started out on a much smaller scale yeah. than I'm at now. Um and I've gotten to these staples just by learning on how I feel like these are what optimize my body yes yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, would... what i was gonna say like, like you said if they happen on the worst days you're having that allows you to at minimum you still had a pretty solid day like that day alone that you just mentioned is again like if you go back to two or three years ago that would have been your best day if you would have oh, got yeah. just those those few little staples in even on the lowest side of it um so so again like even your off days now they're not setback days. They're not setback weeks. They're just, you just maintain that day at, at, at minimum. And then the mm -hmm. next day you can be happy that, Hey, I had a shitty day yesterday, but in all in all, I did a pretty good job still. And now I feel better today. So let's go crush it even more. Yeah. yeah. I would say the only thing that I'm working on adding to these would be seven hours minimum of sleep hmm. but I don't want to necessarily put that on my staple lift list because sometimes that's just not, gonna happen sometimes it's only gonna be six hours um that was gonna be kind of on my list and what i would say more because like you said some things you can't control like if you just sleep like shit like you just slept like shit now we can look at okay what was the 
was there a factor with this? You know, did you not do your reflection that day? Did you not have, you know, spend some, some time in stillness that day to kind of calm your body, calm your mind and things of that nature? Did you have bad caffeine intake? Did you have low water intake? Or did you eat, you know, really late and heavy meal? You know, we can still reflect on what caused sleep to be off of. But at the same time, it's about the other intentions about, okay, every day for the most part, because your schedule is about the same. So especially like your Monday through Friday schedule, you're going to stay pretty consistent with, I'm going to bed around X time every single day. So even if you didn't get that seven hours of sleep, if you were intentional about the things that would allow you to get that sleep in, that's what you can actually control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I like having to do like a wind down routine mm-hmm. right before bed. Um, I have a little hatch alarm clock, which is a little sunrise alarm clock. Isn't that I for love children? It. I love that. What? Isn't that for children? Well, there is a baby one. Yeah. Okay, I got you. It, it's a portable one. Okay. But uh, mine is like a little, it like sits on the, yeah. like your desk. And then it has a little, looks like an egg and it has sunrise colors on it. But what I love it is because at nighttime I can do like, I can set up little prompts. Um, so one of my prompts that I do is like a nightly body scan. So it just, I just lay in bed and it like goes through like each part of your body to like relax it. Um, and then it can tell me like sleep stories or just like music. And then it will play like a that's awesome. or thunder all that's night. Awesome. When, um, our, when our baby gets here, can I use that? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think you guys have one on your registry. Cause we, I want to have, we have one. We have one. It's set up. I think you have the baby one though. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. yeah, someone already bought it before I could get it for you guys. Cause I love this hatch alarm clock. That's um, awesome. So anyways, that's how I like to end my day. Yeah, that's good. Um, is at least allowing myself that like five to 10 minutes of, okay, I'm actively preparing myself for sleep. Yeah. Uh, it's really improved my sleep along with sure. tracking sure. my sleep. Yeah. Uh, which I do with my little aura ring. That's but, awesome. Yeah. So I think those are my important things that I would say are my staples. But yeah. again, they can always kind of ebb and flow. Yeah, 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 of course. And, and ultimately, while, while we call those, you know, your stables, those are always, for the most part, going to happen. Those are going to be, you know, life events that just knock some of those things off. Um, and, and that's okay. You know, that doesn't mean that you failed that day. It just means that, okay, let's be more intentional the following day versus just letting it, you know, continue to fall off for the rest of the week or whatever the case is. Um, my list is pretty much, you know, pretty similar. Um, you know, I'm always going to get about 200 grams of protein in. That's easy to do and just three or four meals for me anyway with it. So that's pretty much always going to happen. Um, and Evan asked a question on, on the group as well, that which we'll come back to and ask or, and talk about. But, um, you know, protein intake is a very easy one for me. Fiber intake is one of those things as well. You know, I put on a lot of people's diet plans, chia seeds or psyllium husk, um, you know, avocados is another one as well. Um, just looking at what are some very, very easy ways to get fiber in. And those are my go-tos as well. So I try to have about an avocado a day, you know, healthy fats, good quality amount of fiber. And then same thing with the chia seeds. So between the avocado and the chia seeds, I can get an easy 25 to 30 grams of fiber just with those things, not including any other fruits or veggies or whole grains and stuff like that, that I eat that day. So that's always a staple of mine. Uh, Water intake, very, very easy for me. Um, If it's not this exact cup that I, it's like 40 ounces. That's why I like this one. Um, but I've got some other cups or shaker bottles that I'll keep, um, you know, next to the sink or whatever the case is. So every morning I start my day with at least 34, 30 to 40 ounces of water. First thing before I have anything else. Um, so that's a very easy win for the day. It's already going to kick off digestion. 
And it's one of those easy check off the box, like wins for the day before anything even got going. You know, I know a lot of people, that's one of the most common struggles that I see in a lot of people, even if they're crushing all the other things, water intake is a struggle. I'm not going to get into my, my tirades and rants on water, but that's a, that's a very easy thing. Have that kind of rule for yourself where the first thing that goes down is not your coffee or is not a protein shake or, you know, whatever it is it's that water and go ahead and get digestion moving and flowing for the rest of the day. Plus it'll stimulate, you know, you to go to the bathroom and things of that nature. Um, so yeah, that water intake's crucial. So like I said, I'll do like 30 to 40 ounces before I have anything else for the day. So that is a staple of mine. And that's pretty much controllable wherever I'm at. If I go on vacation, if I'm in Vegas, first thing I do when I get there um, is before I even get to my hotel room, as I'm going to my hotel, I'm stopping by CVS and I'm going to get like $50 worth of water. So I always have access to it because in Vegas, it's kind of hard to come by sometimes. But so even there or anywhere else you're at, like as long as you have that water intake on hand, that's going to really help you out, especially if you are off plan. Um, but then ultimately I'm going to get in about a gallon a day, pretty much minimally, um, no matter what, what I'm doing, how active, how, how inactive I am, all that good stuff that day. Um, like I said before, when you were talking about sleep, you know, my staples, especially, and again, this is one of those things where, you know, some nights you're out doing shit and you're not going to necessarily have your, your quality bedtime routine and sleep is probably going to take a hit that night for that. But again, we're talking about the, the days we can really, really control it. You know, after this call right here, Wednesdays are kind of my later days in terms of like getting wound down for bed because I'm more stimulated on this call like this, but you know, I'll go take a shower, I'll eat some dinner and whatnot. But then once something Nicole and I have been doing, and this is kind of goes hand in hand with my second staple I'm going to talk about, um, is we'll, we'll stretch now before we like get in bed. So like she'll stand up and do her like pregnancy stretches. Um, and then I'll stand up and do mine as well because per my chiropractor's recommendations, I need to be stretching more. So I'm not always banged up and seeing her which we'll get into that on a different zoom call, kind of what, how I'm adapting my whole workout schedule and everything like that right now. But, uh, so stretching is, is a thing for me that has become a staple. Um, so every, you know, if, if I'm sitting down working for a couple of hours, every 30 minutes, I'm getting up, stretching out my hip flexors. It's just a couple of minutes to do so, or I might even sit here instead of being in my chair, I'll just kneel, um, and, and do a hip flexor stretch. But, um, so stretching is one of my things, but like I said, getting, getting to bed on time. And then all, you also, you know, picking non-stimulating shows. Like I'm going to watch TV most nights before I go to bed. I probably always will. And I track my sleep. So like, it's not really affecting sleep too much, but that what I'm choosing on there matters as well. So, you know, I'm picking things that I can kind of are, are, are mindless that I don't really have to be, you know, very, very heavily interested in. I can start falling off to sleep, but so that's, that's our bedtime routine and that stays pretty consistent. And because of that, I get pretty quality sleep. Um, some other staples though, um, I mentioned the stretching already, um, exercise usually would be, um, I have found it to be a little more difficult ever since I left teaching. Cause when I left teaching, getting 10,000 steps a day was easy. I was more so averaging 15 to 20,000 steps. Now that I'm not working anymore, steps have been harder to come by with me working at home and at my desk a whole lot more often. Um, so really like my new goal has been, you know, eight to 10,000 steps. Um, but, um, and that, that gets in most, most days with it. Um, but yeah, those, those are pretty much my, my main staples, but I'm trying to think if there's anything, anything else, you know, supplementation, um, I have them right here as well. Um, that's a very easy thing for me to get in. Um, so I never, never really, really miss supplements. Um, again, that's the lowest on the totem pole of, of importance, but it's something that is just easy for me to not miss anymore. 
um, now that I've been doing for so long. But I think that's about about it on my staples, though. Um, at different times, though, you know, you mentioned being, you know, mindful, sit in reflection and things of that nature. You know, I love going on walks for that. I've also referred a lot of people to use um, this five minute journal. Um, the one I always refer out is uh, is blue one. But um, that's a really good one that that's not a staple of mine now. Uh, but at different months throughout the year, if I'm feeling more anxious or if I'm going through just kind of a, a mental funk for a little while, it's a great thing to get get into. Um, just kind of, you know, re recenter you, refocus you. And uh, so, again, that's not necessarily a staple, but I'm tossing it in there just because I think it should be a staple for a lot of people, especially if you struggle with self-efficacy, you know, with with your belief in yourself or with, you know, the way you look at the world or your optimism or pessimism. Um, so I think that should be a staple for a lot of a lot of people. I do want to do a Zoom call on journaling too. I think that'd be a good one. Uh, I think a lot of people feel lost on like what to journal. And so yeah. I've journaled for like a year and a half now. So awesome. daily? No, not daily. I used to do it daily. I used to do it every weekend. Um, and then I would get into like kind of daily habits, but um, I don't do it daily. But yeah. Um, yeah. um. I, I like that idea though. This, really, this is the extent of my journaling has really ever been. Um, but um, I, I definitely see the power in it. I also just listened to the audio book. Um, well, the, the book, um, Matthew McConaughey's green lights, which I've always loved him anyway, but that was, that was pretty cool. And just to like hear about like his journaling process within how that he can obviously reflect on his, on his life over the course of time. But um, let me pull up Evan's message real quick. So I don't forget to, to, as, or to talk about it. Where is it at here? It's in the group. Um, all right. So Evan said, how important is it to hit? Um, and we can obviously circle back to staples, but I just don't want to forget this one. How how important is it to uh, hit macros for each meal? I often find myself having to correct later in the day to hit the total macros appropriately. Marcus knows this, but for those that don't, it's not because he doesn't uh, meal prep or plan because he always comes into the week, you know, prepped and fully planned out, but because his job. So he's uh, my financial advisor. We uh, we we did a call um, last week, actually, before the, the community Zoom call, um, and that I aired that, I think, last week or maybe on Monday, something like that. But um, or I, I think it was actually two weeks ago. But so he says, um, you know, he has, due to his job, he's often has a lot of unknown meals, meaning like he's at seminars, luncheons, networking events, um, so on and so forth. Um, and sometimes he has those twice per day. So like a lunch and like even like a dinner event. Um, so he said, you know, he can stick to proteins as much as possible. Um but he can only really handle so many shakes. Um, he's been able to correct most of these occurrences throughout the day, but I'm wondering if I have lots of carbs for breakfast and lunch, then correcting protein intake for dinner by downing a chicken breast um, and a protein shake together. Is that okay? So essentially he's just saying that, you know, obviously if meals are kind of off all day long, even if he's tracking and doing his best job for it, what should he do for dinner? Is it okay to, to kind of double up on protein? And, and yes, that's not necessarily something again, we talk about what's optimal versus what's optimal for you and your given day and your given situation. What's what's truly optimal is to spread that protein out is to have about 30 to 50 grams per serving spread out over the course of the day and not super close to each other. But um, I would rather us break the habit of under eating and totally missing meals altogether because that's doing damage to our metabolism. It's going to ultimately lead us to, to faster plateaus. If we are, are, are consistently missing meals, 
So I would rather him in that situation have whatever meal he needs soon. If he needs to throw in a protein shake after that, then so be it. At least he's getting in his macros. Honestly, that's going to be me tonight. I had my protein shake, uh, like just a powder all ready to go. My chia seeds in it. And I meant to have it at 530. I got caught up playing Frisbee with Nicole and the dog and forgot to drink it. And I still have another full meal as well. So after this call, I'm going to go eat my full meal. And then closer to bedtime, I'm going to down that protein shake. Um, so it's not optimal, but I'm still getting in what I need to. Again, that's going to have my chia seeds in it. So I'm still getting that in. So ultimately, without forcing yourself to the point of feeling sick because you ate too much food, I'd rather us try to get all of our meals in, even if that means pushing them a little bit closer together. Um, you know, that's one of the other downsides to like intermittent fasting is when people try to do intermittent fasting, we still want to get in an adequate amount of calories. And so my question before switching over somebody to intermittent fasting, whether it's my request or theirs, is can you still get all of your meals in in that eating window? Um, because it, it's, it's you know, it's tough to eat back to back meals, especially that are more nutrient dense and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, so in his situation, you know, what I would recommend he do is. Um, especially if he knows he has those networking events and things of that nature is maybe, you know, maybe fast up till, till lunchtime, maybe have a, a protein shake in between the two events and then go to that dinner one. And then whenever he comes home, if he ends up saying, wow, I really was actually able to go really low on carbs and fats and just kind of stick to protein, then perfect. He has plenty of carbs and fats in his diet to be able to enjoy something else later on that night. But like I said, I'd rather just try to hit our calories versus just fall massively short. Um, but again, if you do fall massively short, then let's just try to regroup and plan better for the next day. So I know I just kind of answered that in like six different ways, uh, but but it, it it is flexible like that. There There's no, we don't have to be super rigid with this. It's not about being rigid and perfect. It's about just being consistent. And then again, if we reflect on, okay, how did we go this week with our events and our planning and things of that nature, then how do we kind of move forward? How do we plan ahead a little bit better to avoid those situations? Um, you know, I always kind of tell him, Hey, you know, if you're going to these events, if it's weird for you to not have a meal, then, then yeah, have a meal and just try to pick the best things you can. If it's more like, you know, snack foods and, and, and charcuterie board and stuff of that nature, um, where a lot of people are snacking and stuff like that. And it's not as weird for you to not eat. Then what I recommend for him is eat your meal that you, you prepped and you brought with you to, to work that day ahead of time before you go there and then just, you know, do your best to control things. And if you end up kind of giving a little bit, um, and you have a little more carbs and fats with whatever it is, the snack foods they have there, then just moderate what you're doing the rest of the day in terms of carbs and fats. Um, so again, flexibility is key. Adaptability is key. Being able to pivot as needed is key and all this stuff. And if you're too hypercritical, it can lead to just unneeded stress that doesn't really serve you by just trying to be super perfect. Thoughts on that, Renee or anybody else? Also, we'd love to hear anybody else's staples because, um, again, we're all at different places in our journeys with it. Um, so, again, like my staples, like it's very easy to to have 10 different things that I, I do on a consistent basis. But somebody who's a little bit newer, maybe you can't do exactly that. On a I think so I posted about this on Instagram the other day. And the other thing I followed up by saying this was I'm 26 and I'm a single person. So. Yep. With these things that I have, I have prioritized these in my day to follow them. I don't have children running around that I need to take care of. However, even I think if you are super yep. busy, have children, things like of those natures, I think it still depends upon what you prioritize. So, again, don't look at me and think, oh, my God, she does it all because I prioritize 
my independence to kind of do it all. Yeah. However, I think there's definitely give and take when you have a more demanding Of course. life. Well, you know, w without throwing Chris on the spot, make her talk right now. She's a good example of this. We, we talk about this a lot. Um, even here on the zoom calls, you know, she is a, is a mom of, of two little ones under the age of like three, I believe. Um, and she's a teacher of, of 25 fifth graders, you know, so she's the mom at for the other eight hours of the day for a bunch of fifth graders. So that's a very, very difficult situation. She's got going on with that. She has other ob obligations and duties outside of just being a mom and a teacher. Um, and so during this season of her life, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm saying, Hey, you know, let's just focus on getting your staples of nutrition. You know, you're, you're getting your meal prep done. You're eating, you know, you're sticking mainly to your meals or whatever the case is with it. You are getting your water intake. Um, you are trying to get to bed at, at night, but again, you have a first and, you know, uh, you know, two, two little, little ones at home. So that might not always be possible. Chris, it looks like you unmuted yourself. If you want to talk. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that your overview is so good, but I was going to give people some details of like how you've helped me um, specifically like backtracking on my sleep. Okay. When's going to be your wind time, wind down time. We know your kids sleep schedule, like walk me through your evening and, and like helping me plan that was really helpful. Yeah. And I set an alarm because I would just stay up and work because, you know, in education now it feels like that to-do list is never ending and you're not getting to the bottom of it. And then um, same thing with water intake, like making sure that I was refilling my water before getting in the car and I have a commute. So making sure that I'm drinking water. Okay. Thanks. Through each commute. And then um, we gradually evolved my snacks. Like back when I first started, it was, I was like, okay, I'm just eating. So I'm not starving and making poor choices at meals. So here's a chewy granola bar. But then when you start getting better about watching your macros, you're like, okay, and we're going to start doing better snacks and um, things that are healthier. And then it kind of pushed me to like, okay, if the lounge is that far away, like, are you going to um, get a mini fridge and kind of like break the rules? Are you going to pack a lunch with ice packs? And so yeah. I have like, through having those conversations, I've made better workarounds for my daily staples mm -hmm. Um, and they've grown and evolved over time, which has been nice through our check-ins and conversations. Like just getting my wheels turning, like, okay, I know the direction I want to go, but sometimes it takes me like a week or two of thinking about whatever yeah. we've discussed to make things better. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to be super creative because life is so, so evolving and change, you know, ever changing. We got to be creative about what it is and really look at, and th this is why, you know, communication is so key. And that's why, you know, when I ask you those questions, you, you give me the detail that I need to be able to, you know, at least toss out solutions. They might not all work for you, but the, the, the biggest key with it is that we, we toss out solutions. We develop a game plan for this coming week. And then we go put that into play and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then, okay, how do, how do we need to adapt again? Like, I'm, you know, I'm not a wizard, neither of you, like we're not just going to get it nailed down perfectly every single time right off the bat. It takes a lot of collaboration with this. So, so, you know, Maddie, Madeline, you guys are new here as well. You know, this is the, the biggest take home with this is that is a collaborative uh, approach. I'm not a dictator telling you all the things you need to do. I'm giving you the best plan to follow, but then we're, we're going to have to adapt that as needed over the course of time. Um, you know, Allison on here, Dexter on here, you know, we have changed things multiple different times depending on your needs and things of that nature. So it's just, it's a collaborative approach with it. And as long as we can talk about what your schedule is, what are the struggles that you're going with, then we can adapt from there and make it work. And if that means we need to pull back and maybe your, your staples no longer include 
a, even a walk or even a workout, or maybe they still, maybe they only include that 10 minute walk. Um, it's, it's something that is, is sustainable for you to be able to follow. So that way we're not adding on to, to, to your list and unrealistic expectation of you're going to get to the gym five times this week. Well, when you got two kids under the age of three and you've got your teaching job and all that stuff, getting there consistently like that is just not going to happen. So having that as an expectation, it's going to lead to you feeling very, very disappointed a lot of the times. So your staples still need to be, they need to be things that again, like on the hardest day, you can at least achieve those. And then if you can get some bonus steps in or bonus things in, then that's bonus. Thanks for your input, Krista. Anybody else have have their staples they want to talk about or any other questions pertaining to this topic or a different topic? Don't feel pressured. Uh, I could share all my staples a little bit. Sweet, Dexter. Um, so, like, it, it, I had to change it quite a bit, and you know, just because I went from being, like, single, little responsibility, you know, living with my brother to a whole lot of other things happening. And now I got a lot of responsibility. So we had to make like a lot of changes along the way. So like, um, you know, at that time, my staples were like, um, like uh, water intake. I was able to get a hundred, like 20 ounces every day. Mm -hmm. Um, able to get my like full gym workouts in like four or five days a week. These are um, these are your staples before life got hectic and tough, or these are your staples during that transition? Uh, before, before I got you, yeah, yeah. Um, and then like the meals, I was I was nailing all the meals. I was like on point, but um, it got to a point where you know, it you know I had to make some changes because just a lot of things going on. It was becoming stressful and all that. So now my staples is like uh, kind of like Renee said. I try to get. 80 ounces every day. Usually that's not hard to do. Yeah. Uh, someday I'm able to get that 120 like I used to. Yeah. Um, as far as food, I always have at least one protein shake um, and then um, two meals with a good amount of protein and carbs and a veggie or fruit. Yeah. Um, and, and then like uh, also, like she said, and you coached me on this, uh, trying to get like uh, at least like 10 minutes movements uh, because I'm sitting all day working. Yeah. Um, I don't go to the gym like five days, six days like I used to. But on the days that I don't go in the gym, I try to go on a walk or something like that. Good. Or uh, when I'm in the gym, try to walk at least 10 minutes and um, get my workout done. So those yeah. are some of my stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like you just said, you know, they they, they kind of evolved uh, based off the season of life that you're in. And that's just something that I feel like a lot of people don't respect is what season of life they're in. And, and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, make make the the right adjustments depending on that as well. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it, Dex. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, I think we we crushed the staple talk. Good stuff today. Renee, thanks for for kind of leading us on that as well with it. Um, everybody else, though, check-in days tomorrow. Um, yeah, have a great rest of your guys' week. If you're listening to this, I don't even know when I'm going to post this, tomorrow or Monday or something. Um, hopefully, you guys have a good day as well. But, um, yeah, have a great weekend. Go Chiefs. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.